who are the Los Angeles Kings going to go after in free agency? And why is it probably not going to be Philip Forsberg? We're going to talk about that on today's episode of Locked On Los Angeles Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, happy Monday. You're listening to Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, bringing you all your favorite news about your favorite hockey team on your favorite podcasting app of choice. My name is Sarah, host of your show. As always, super excited to be here with you talking about the Kings. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, it is where the game starts. The game starts for the Los Angeles Kings. Basically now, the season is essentially over, over-ish. Uh, as I'm recording this, the Stanley Cup final is being played. The Avalanche are very close to capturing the whole thing. The season will be over officially, I guess. I guess it depends. I feel like there's always a debate of do you count the draft as the end of one season or the beginning of the next season? But regardless, uh, season's almost over. Kings need to start looking towards next season. We've already talked about uh, the couple of moves that they have made in terms of re-signing some, uh, some players, giving uh, TJ Tynan, uh, Jacob Mavrari new deals. They've got a lot of other restricted free agents who are going to be looking for deals as well. Plus the fact that, you know, they've got some cap space. They've got some extra money. They have spots on their roster to fill, uh, or they have players that they can trade. There's a lot of things the Kings can do to kind of help them get over the hump, let's say. Uh, there was a tweet that went around, um, I think it was in, in the round where the Avalanche basically just like destroyed Edmonton. It was either that game or it was the game that like the Avalanche just stomped all over Tampa. One of those games. But regardless, there was a tweet that, that basically said something to the effect of a bunch of teams are sitting back watching this game and realizing, oh, we're not just one or two guys away. And I feel like that's, you know, to anyone who had thought, oh, the Kings are just one or two guys away. Have you have you watched this uh, this playoff series? Have you watched the Stanley Cup final? Have you watched Colorado just like steamroll people? Uh, no, the Kings are not just like one or two guys away. So we're not quite in that area where we're looking for like, the Justin Williams, I guess, or, you know, that one guy who you feel like is like going to you know put the neat bow on everything and give you the last thing you need to kind of get over the hump. The Kings are still in that phase of like, okay, we can get to the playoffs now. We want to go further. Uh, and so there's a lot of things that they can do in terms of looking at free agency, in terms of looking at trades. And so we'll be talking about that on today's show. Uh, and to do that, I brought back uh, Eddie Garcia. We had him on uh, the other week, we talked about Dustin Brown. We talked about uh, just the season in general. Uh, and so brought Eddie back on the show today to talk about free agency and uh, some players the Kings should look at, some you know holes in the lineup that we need to fill, some holes in the lineup that maybe we can wait a little bit on. Uh, so we're going to talk about that on today's show. But the real reason, I mean, the reason to have Eddie on was because he's great and because he knows a lot of things about hockey and has lots of cool things to say. Uh, but the reason that you have gotten to know Eddie and the reason that we're having him back today, and you're going to see him a little bit more over this week and next week, is that uh, I do want to give a little bit of a 
an announcement, I guess, before we get into the things, uh, that next week, I think it's next week, I don't know, sometime in there, is going to be my last show as host of Locked on Kings. Uh, it's a great time for the team, for the franchise uh, to be kind of moving into this next stage of out of the rebuild and into being a team that is going to be competing for a playoff spot and is going to be kind of in the conversation hopefully for years to come in, in the NHL, in the Pacific Division, in the West, and kind of decided it was a good time to transition off, to welcome on Eddie, uh, and to hand the reins over to him. And so uh, you're going to have me for another couple weeks. This is basically my, like, two weeks notice, like it's a job, uh, that uh, we're going to be sort of transitioning things and handing the baton over to Eddie. I'm really excited uh, because I think that he is going to be a really great addition uh, to the Lockdown family. I have loved getting to talk with him about the Kings and getting to talk about his background as a hockey fan. And uh, I know that he does lots of great work in sports radio. And so he's going to be a great, a great host uh, for you guys uh, to, to carry on and to go into the next era, I guess, of Locked on Kings time. Uh, and so I have been Delighted to be with you guys, to be covering the Kings uh, on this show since day one of Locked on Kings time period frame thing. It's a little bit bittersweet because obviously this has been like my baby, essentially, since uh, day one of Locked on Kings, since, uh, uh, you know, our, our channel network manager, Sean Woodley, a host of Locked on Raptors, if you like basketball, uh, since Sean approached me and asked me if I'd be interested in taking on the show and I dived right in. It's been so much fun. It's been great to get to know you guys, the fans, uh, the listeners, the viewers, who, whatever you want to think of yourself as. I've made uh, so many great new connections through doing the show, uh, have met so many fans, and have learned so much from you guys about you know what you're passionate about and what you think uh, the Kings should be doing or shouldn't be doing. Uh, and it's been a delight covering the games, uh, introducing prospects to you, uh, and just uh, just being there for the past very bizarre seasons of hockey. We had the COVID shortened year. We have the weird year where like nothing, the other COVID year. And then obviously this year, the Kings taking that last leap uh, into the playoffs. So it has been such a delight. You guys are all fantastic. I can't wait for you guys to get to know Eddie more uh, and get to hear and learn from him about hockey. I'm sure he's going to have lots of really cool stuff. So like I said, it is bittersweet to step away, but I think that, you know, when it's time, it's time. When you know it's right, uh, it's the right thing to do. And uh, for you guys, I'm really excited for you to have someone uh, like Eddie to to lead the ship as you get into the next era of the Kings. So nothing right now is going to change. You're going to see Eddie a little bit more as we kind of do some, some shows together, get him in front of you guys a little bit more. And then I believe uh, the 11th, in case you want to like either throw a party or be sad or whatever, I believe the 11th will be my last show before we kick things over officially uh, to Eddie, uh, but uh, we'll more on that. But thanks to all of you who have made this a delight. Um, I'm not going anywhere on Twitter, so you can always find me, you know, at Right Said Sarah on Twitter. Uh, and I will still be, you know, talking about the Kings in the Rain in some capacity, just not doing the daily show. But I'm very excited for what's next for me. I don't know what that answer is, but uh, we'll find out. It's probably going to involve a lot of sleeping and posting pictures of my cat. Uh, and very excited for what's coming up for you guys uh, with the next era of Locked on Kings. So all of that said, let's uh, let's talk about free agency. Before we get to that, though, I do have a couple things I want to tell you about. And that is, of course, uh, 
bet online. Uh, the, the hockey season is as right now, as I'm recording, ticking down. So, you know, you probably don't need bet online too much for hockey information, but if you're into other sports stuff, well, bet online is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including this year's uh, NHL playoffs, major league baseball, and much more. If you go to their website, it's not just stats, it's not just odds and lines and all that stuff. You can also read a lot of really great articles talking about what's going on with different teams, different players, and kind of helping you make your decisions smartly when you go to betonline.net. It continues to be your best source for all of your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And of course, betonline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, it's where the game starts. The next big thing that we get to care about in hockey is free agency, and it seems like maybe the Kings will be active again. Uh, Rob Blake kind of swung for the fences a little bit last year with uh, getting Phil Deneau and making some other moves. And so maybe this year uh, the Kings will be doing some other stuff. And so today uh, we are talking with Eddie again, uh, who will be your, uh, as we talked about earlier in the show, be your new voice of Locked on Kings coming up pretty soon. So I'm excited to uh, get you guys a little preview of uh, what Eddie's uh, thoughts and feelings are on the Kings and where they should be going in the future. And we're going to be talk free agency today. So, uh, Eddie, thank you for jumping on the show again uh, with me. Uh, glad to have you back and to chat, chat with you about uh, free agency. So uh, we'll just I'll just throw it right to you. You know, looking at the Kings, their roster, um, where, where do you think they should go in terms of free agency this summer? Well, to me, I think that they definitely need to try and find uh, a top line left winger. I know Alex Iafalo. Um, you know, has done a lot of good things in his time with the Kings, but, you know, he played pretty much all season with Kopitar and Kempe and, you know, 17 goals and 20 assists is, I don't think if, if the Kings want to go to the next level, that's not good enough. Um, he does a lot of good things, uh, other than scoring and I'm not diminishing his, you know, the other things he does away from the ice. Um, but, um, I should say away from the puck. But um, I, I think they need to upgrade there. Um, yeah. And that, that might even, you know, is he a trade piece? P possibly. Um, we'll see. But we're just talking free agency. Um, I think there are some really attractive wingers out there that could come in and, and fill a void. Uh, I think right off the top, though, you know, what are, we, what are we looking at as far as who fits in with the Kings and what they can spend, of course. Yeah. Uh, are they in the market for a Johnny Gaudreau or a Philip Forsberg? Probably not. Uh, you know, those are your top-end left-wingers that are going to be looking to make $10-plus million a year. Uh, so I don't know that they're in the running for one of those guys. Would they be interested in bringing in an Evander Kane? Uh, I personally wouldn't go down that uh, that road. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Rob Blake would. I don't think he would, but that's another guy out there that obviously had a ton of value in Edmonton. We know he's got issues as far as his financial uh, future. I'm sure he's looking to make as much money as he can, understandably so. I mean, every player is to an extent, right. but his is a specific situation where he has issues off the ice that he mm -hmm. has to address as well. So also, do you want to look at, you know, when Dean Lombardi was rebuilding the Kings, he had a specific plan where he talked about 
growing the team from within, sprinkling in some additions here and there. And once he felt they were a step away, go out and try and get those big free agent final pieces. So are the Kings there yet? I don't think so. I think they're still in the second floor phase of the of the house that they're putting together. They're not quite ready to put the roof on yet. Yeah. So I think there's, you know, Rob Blake, I think when he added Philip Deneau, Victor Arvidsson, those were guys that were not just there to help now, but to also be there in the immediate future as well. So we're not looking to go out and get a, a, maybe a veteran guy on the last legs who could be the missing piece. So what type of players are they looking for? Um, in unrestricted free agency, I think there are certainly some very attractive players out there. Um, you know, uh, David Perron is a very interesting guy for me in St. Louis. He's a little bit older, but if you saw him play with the Blues this year, yeah. a guy who brings a lot of production and also a lot of grit, he goes through those dirty areas. He's not afraid to get his nose dirty. He's a guy I think is very intriguing. Um, I don't know if they would be in the inter- in the market for an older guy like a Claude Giroux. Or Patrice Bergeron certainly has, has said he's either going to Boston or he's not going to yeah. not going to play anywhere else. Um, if you've been watching the Stanley Cup playoffs, a couple of Colorado Avalanche wingers are um, showing their value. Valeri Nikushkin has been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The Abs. He's been a guy though who. You know, he had his time in Dallas, and he was a pretty big bust. And now he's yeah. found a home in Colorado. I wonder if he's telling his agent, yeah, get me the most you can, but I really want to stay here. My career mm-hmm. is taking off here. Um, Andre Barakovsky, who they, who they has picked up out of, from Washington, he's another guy who's an unrestricted free agent. He's done some nice things for them. Maybe he will be attractive. Andre Polat <laughs> for Tampa has been playing on their top line. Uh, you know, he's going to look to get a pretty big payday. Yeah. Um, his, his numbers aren't you know, uh, astounding, but when you see what he does in the playoffs and he's been such a money player, that's a guy you're looking to not only to to contribute in the regular season, but also, um, in the postseason. also for restricted free agents. Um, Andrew Mangiapane is a really attractive player with Calgary. Mm -hmm. There's no way they're going to be able to sign Johnny Goodrow and Matthew Kachuk and him. So he's a guy who's going to be available. You talked about Kevin Fiala in Minnesota on a previous episode. I think he's a guy also, who's very attractive. I'm not sure what Vancouver's plans are with Brock Besser as well, but there are a lot of really attractive free agent wingers out there that I think the Kings are going to be interested in. I assume that that's their biggest area of need. Would you agree with that, that bringing in another high-scoring winger is what they're looking to add? Yeah, I mean, I think if I if I put my Rob Blake hat on, that's kind of the first thing that I'm looking for is, you know, the the blue line, it is what it is especially in the playoffs when everyone was hurt, it's really hard to get an idea of what the Kings defense really looks like and really can do because we spent so much of the season with not the full complement of guys. So I know that there's a lot of urge to go out and look at defense and look at, you know, everyone talks about like Jake Chitron and everything and who can you bring in? And I think that's definitely a worthy conversation, but at the end of the day, you don't win games if you don't score more goals than the other team. And they're they're getting there. Um, you know, I think they really missed Victor Arvidsson big time in the playoffs. I think they didn't realize how much they were going to miss him until he was out. Um, and, and I think that you know, I, I think where you started off at looking at that, looking at that top line, yeah, they need someone. We, we saw what happened with Adrian Kempe putting him next to Andre Kopitar, and like suddenly Adrian Kempe scored a million goals, um, which is great. Now let's do it for the other wing, um, Alex. I follow, like you said, he's great, but I think he's your you know, middle six guy. I think that he's the guy who you put on your second, your third line to make life difficult for 
the other team for the coach to figure out who to match people up against. And then, you know, you get a guy who can score on that top line. Um, you know, I, I think that they have, you know, they have the cap space. Yeah. They don't have the $10 million cap space to go. And as much as we'd love, you know, Philip Forsberg, that'd be awesome. But you know, you either, yeah. you either, you get one Philip Forsberg and then nobody else. And then the rest of your team is like AHL guys. Uh, yeah, so I think I, if, if they're going to go out and get a, a real top line forward, probably would have to be a trade where we've got pieces yeah. going out yeah. and somebody coming in. Um, and that's probably, that's for another episode. We're just focusing <laughs> on the, uh, for the free agents right now. But yeah, I mean, Alex Arafala would be a phenomenal third line winger. Yeah. Uh, the second line seems to be set, right? Mm -hmm. With, uh, with Deneau and hopefully a, a healthy Arvidsson and mm -hmm. Trevor Moore, uh, which was, as I'm sure you've talked about, probably their best line, really. Yeah. I know it was the second line, but I mean, they were probably the best line that, that they yeah. had on the team. He, uh, yeah, uh, Alex would be an unbelievable third-line winger. I just I think he's been given enough of a chance. I know some people maybe speculated is he is he healthy? Is he playing with an injury? I mean, mm -hmm. he played well. He played seventy-nine games. Yeah. Uh, so he played a full season, uh, most of it on the top line. And I just again, I, I'm not saying he's not a, a player that could be very valuable, but I just don't see him. If we're going to go to the next level, take another step. I yeah. think they need to upgrade that that top line and give another scoring uh, threat that teams have to deal mm -hmm. with, with campaign, with Kopitar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it. One of the names you mentioned, um, David Perron. I know that, you know, everything kind of indicates that, you know, to the extent he can come to an agreement with St. Louis, he wants to stay there, whatever. But that, that's very intriguing to me largely because we know how much he and Jonathan Quick hate each other. Like it's always, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious watching blues games because they're always up in each other's faces. He's absolutely one of those players who you're like, I hate this guy, but if he's on your team, you know, one of the things that people always talk about, you know, with the Kings is, you know, do they need to be tougher? Sure, they had Brendan Lemieux, but he was, he was Brendan Lemieux, you know. Um, the, the biggest noise he made was biting a guy. Uh, they, they, they haven't really replaced uh, uh, Curtis McDermott, who could be, by the time this airs, potentially Stanley Cup champion <laughs> Curtis McDermott, which is hilarious. Um, but they, they don't have necessarily that toughness in, in their roster. And um, you know, for, for longtime listeners of the show, like they know, like, that's not my favorite thing. I, I think that you can win. You don't need that element, but as long as the whole league still thinks you need that element, then guess what? Uh, so, you know, they're missing a guy like David Perron, who is that kind of pest. Um, and another guy who I know is up for free agency, who is uh, a probably going to want to stay where he is. B, if he doesn't get a huge payday is Nazem Kadri, who has had a phenomenal season for the Avalanche this year uh, and really for the large part has seemed to learn to play on the right side of the line. Like you're, you're not seeing him make quite as many questionable dirty things that he did when he was with Toronto. Uh, you know, the St. Louis blues might choose to argue with that, but that, that's fine. Uh, but you know, if you're talking about a guy who can score and who can get in the other team's heads and not afraid to be physical, like he's definitely a guy who I think a lot of teams are going to be, you know, bidding for his services if he chooses not to stay with Colorado. Yeah, and 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 like you said, we're talking mostly about the forwards because I think it seems we're in agreement that that's their biggest need. But there is an argument to be made, like you said, that they maybe could upgrade on the defensive end. Um, but I just don't think that's that's the priority yeah. right now. I think, like you said, there's so much depth there. Um, and, you know, there are some uh, – we'll see what Rob Blake decides to do as far as the veteran – uh, defenseman, if he wants to bring one of those guys back mm -hmm. uh, to be a, a depth veteran presence, but I think with with 
Dowdy with Matt Roy, with hopefully a healthy Sean Walker. Those are three veteran guys that, you know, have been around the block and can uh, be paired up with some of the younger guys and be just fine. So I, I just think I agree with, with your sentiment that let's see what we've got there uh, with the younger guys taking a step forward, hopefully with a healthy Drew Doughty uh, and a healthy Sean Walker and, and see that would be the next, maybe next season as far as upgrading from that standpoint. And, and who knows, maybe, maybe there's a trade in the works. I know that, like you said, everyone seems to be buzzing about Jacob Chikrin and we'll, it's, there's so much smoke there. Almost. It's hard to believe there might not be a little fire there, mm-hmm. but I, look, I, I will, I will trust the hall of fame defenseman, Rob Blake to know that the yeah. blue line is good in good hands. And I'm sure he has a clear plan of what he wants to do there. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, yeah, a everyone getting healthy, B, you know, we've already seen Sean Dursey kind of step up and, you know, is a lock essentially to be an NHL regular. Jordan Spence has proven that, you know, I think he needs a little more time, but, you know, he stepped in and looked fine for, for the most part. You know, he looked like a young guy getting his first taste of the NHL, but, you know, I have no idea, no doubt that he's going to make it. Uh, you know, Brant Clark is the big unknown in terms of, you know, last year before he, you know, I believe he was sick and missed training camp, but there was already kind of buzz of, if he has a great training camp, do we keep him? And you know, I'm sure that same conversation is happening now of if he comes in and blows everyone away at training camp, knowing that his options are either stay in the NHL or go back to juniors, you know, is he ready? Um, you know, could make a big, a big, you know, <laughs> going to make, make Rob Blake's life hard. It's always interesting when a prospect comes in, in up. In a good way, and, though. In yeah, good way. yeah. Yeah. Like you, you want that problem. Like I, I love seeing, you know, both Jersey and Spence kind of come up and be like, yeah, we belong here. And then suddenly it's like, oh, well, look at all these guys we have now. Like, you know, you, you don't like to think of other players as expendable, but then you kind of start looking at all your prospects and you're like, all right, great. Who can we package for something else now that we know that, you know, these guys are kind of set. Um, so, yeah, I mean, looking past free agency, the Kings are kind of getting to a point where they, they're starting to know what they have in their prospects. They're starting to know who's ready, who's not, and who they have too many of and who they could possibly, you know, put in a deal for a player like, you know, if they're trading for, say, Calgary for the rights for Andrew Majipani, you know, are they going to want a young guy or a pick or something? Like, all right, we've got plenty of those. You can have them. <laughs> and we're talking about, I think, we're talking about adding a frontline forward we got to remember we're not just talking five on five too. the power play obviously mm-hmm. needs a lot of help yeah uh, so that's going to help on that side of things as well the special teams need to improve clearly that's uh, an area that they want to address and that would also help out um, on the special teams yeah that's a i mean that's you know there's only there's i feel like once you start getting into that category of like scoring wingers you're pretty much always going to have a guy who you know like once you're looking at that caliber of player you're like all right this guy can also be be good on special teams but yeah i mean that has to be something that they're you know that they're looking at well a they're going to have to rearrange their coaching now to to find right. you know to, right to put someone else in that role um it are they going to actually use players to their strengths are they going to put people in in places to actually succeed and and do what they're supposed to do on the power play which was always i feel like frustrating to watch because sometimes you can be like oh you should be why are you there <laughs> why aren't you that way um and they just 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 don't do it they just don't (laughs) yeah i mean look the coaching staff obviously knows more about hockey than i do but there were a lot of times where it seemed like they didn't have a plan 
-hmm. it seemed like it was just, we'll just figure it out as we go. And to me, when you're struggling on the power play, I think that's when you go to basics, right? That's when you set someone up for a shot, whether it's Kempe on the wing or or maybe a Kaliev on the second Mm -hmm. unit on the wing, or, you know, get somebody out there who's going to shoot it from straight away and, and get rebounds. It just seemed like they were, it was a lot of, well, we'll just figure it out once we get out there. Now, I'm not saying that's exactly what they were doing, but it felt like that. It didn't seem like there were specific set, they were setting up specific areas to attack and and having a plan that they were going to run through. Uh, It was just like, well, let's see what's open. And if you got a shot, take it and we'll see what happens. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. If you had like unlimited, if if you're Rob Blake and the the cap isn't a thing, you had unlimited dollars to do, to do what you wanted, who would be your like number one, I want this guy in free agency player. Uh, well, if we're talking, we're talking UFAs, uh, I guess I would have to go with Johnny Gaudreau. Um, you know, a guy who's dynamic, mm-hmm. who can set up other players, obviously can play on the power play. Um, you know, he had kind of a breakout year. You always wonder about that when it's in a contract year. Same thing with Adrian mm-hmm. Kempe. Um, but, you know, hey, motivation comes in different forms. And certainly that's a motivation for a player. When he knows uh, that he's going to get a, a, a big contract coming up, especially if he can perform, so yeah, I mean Philip Forsberg's a very nice player as well, um, but I think I'd probably have to go Johnny Gaudreau if I could have anybody uh, on my wish list. Yeah, and I think he kind of fits that like you know the the like new style of hockey of right. you know he's smaller, he's shifty. Mm-hmm. The Kings haven't you know they they've never had an issue with that at least you know. In, in the Rob Blake era, I mean, I know with Dean Lombardi, there was always kind of the like, you can't teach size, like, you know, that, that trend towards getting larger, like physical imposing players. But, you know, Rob Blake has certainly not looked away from that and, and you know, certainly have, you know, Blake Lazat is prime example of a lot of teams would have, you know, he, he went undrafted for a reason. Um, a lot of teams would not have wanted to take a chance on a guy, you know, that small, especially in the kind of role that he plays, but the Kings have been like, ah, whatever you you do the job. Great. Yeah, Um, It's, it's, it's been one of the things that's changed in hockey that I think I've probably been the most excited about, that mm -hmm. it's not, you know, if you, it it is becoming a smaller man's game, a speed game, a more exciting game, more offensive game. We saw, I mean, this season in the NHL was phenomenal as far as offensive goals scored and, you know, we had a 60 goal scorer and lost several 40 mm-hmm. goal scorers. So, uh, yeah, that's that's been something that's been a lot of fun to see. And it's great to see a guy like Blake Lazat, who has so much heart, so mm-hmm. much energy, uh, has, a, has a role in the NHL. Yeah, yeah. I think he really – he's definitely a player who, you know, last season and off season, when I'm kind of putting together my, like, my fantasy roster, essentially, of the Kings, you know, Blake Lazat was a player who I was like, I don't know where you fit – like, is someone going to push you out of this role? And the answer was no. Blake Lazat was like, nope, <laughs> this is my job. You're not, you're, you're come and get it. And he, he's been just delightful on, on that role as, yeah, not your typical fourth line center, but, but he gets it done. But yeah, I, I think that, you know, yeah, if, if, if the, the cap went away and Rob Blake would do whatever he wanted. Yeah. I'd be like, find Johnny Gaudreau's agent, go call him. Um, just such a, like, like you said, dynamic, fun player, seems to have a good attitude about it. I know that he, you know, there's always a lot of talk about like, you know, Calgary, like, does he want to stay in, like, he's been very clear about like, yeah, I would love to stay in Calgary, but I think he, you know, they all know it's a business. Um, right. They don't always get a lot of say in it. 
and and he there i don't know who knows what what's true and what isn't but he's a he's an american-born guy he's an east coast guy there's always been talk he would like to go back to that mm -hmm. part of the country and i'm sure if he gets the right offer mm -hmm. he's gonna he'll probably do it I, I'm, he's got a good situation in calgary i think he'd like to stay there but i also he's not he's going to keep his options open and if yeah. he gets, I, th I could definitely see him. If he gets a big deal from an East Coast team, I would not be shocked at all if he went East. Yeah. And, and getting him out of Pacific Division wouldn't be bad for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, all of these guys, like, you know, okay, the Kings can't get Philip Forsberg. Oh, darn. If he wants to go to like Carolina or something, great. Goodbye. Like, go to the other conference. We don't, I don't need to see you, you know, three, four, five times a year, depending on where you end up. Like, no. It, it's like whenever Vegas, I mean, I was very annoyed about Vegas getting Jack Eichel for several reasons, but largely because I was like, that means the Kings are going to have to play a healthy Jack Eichel like five times or whatever. I don't want, I don't like that. I don't want that. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Just send him, send him the other direction. Give, go to the East, go to the Rangers. I don't care. Like <laughs> I don't need that. <laughs> um, Looking at the Kings, I mean, they don't, in terms of guys they need to re-sign or have the option to re-sign who are unrestricted free agents, really the only guy up front is Andreas Athanasiu, who I'm, I'm pretty sure we have seen the last of him in a Kings jersey for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, you know, there were times, uh, I mean, what's kept, what's kept him in the NHL, obviously, is his speed and his, his mm -hmm. dynamic ability to get behind defenses and put some fear into uh, into uh, some defensemen. And there were times when he really he provided mm -hmm. that. But, uh, you know, the consistency is obviously an issue. Um, the things he does other than that are one of the reasons why he's bounced around yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I think there's still he'll, – he'll still land with somebody. Again, yeah. you can't the, – the cliche, you can't teach speed. Mm -hmm. uh, and it is a speed game now. Um, so – and I mean, look, his time in L.A., I, I – I, I thought he did a lot of good things, but yeah, I, I, I think there, it's a numbers game. We've got a lot of young guys who can play that role and probably produce the same, uh, you know, points and, and whatnot, but uh, he, he just, he's not consistent enough. Uh, and we saw it, right. He'd come out of the lineup, then he'd come back in and, and he'd do great. Yeah. And then he, and then he would slide back down again and then he'd come out of the lineup. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, he was a fun player to watch. And uh, you know, there were, like I said, there were times when, he provided a lot of excitement, uh, but I just think consistency with him. I, I think you're right. I think he's probably not going to be back next year. Yeah. And I know, you know, I know there's a couple of teams, I think like Detroit, Arizona, like teams that need to still meet the cap floor even, um, who I think will be glad to potentially overpay Andrea Thasnasio just because they they have to pay someone <laughs> to, to pay to play for them. And I, I think that it may be a different story. I know he dealt with a lot of injuries last year. COVID happened. Um, it'd be different if maybe he had gotten a chance to be in the lineup every night, but he was in and out so often because of different injuries and stuff that even if he could be a more consistent player, he didn't get a chance to show that. And like you said, there's so many younger players who I think the Kings need to and should be investing more time in and getting them shots in the NHL that, you know, he's just going to be a little bit of the odd man out, but certainly a fun player. Um, I, I, I certainly saw him like years ago playing for Detroit, uh, and, you know, watched him score ridiculous goal. I'm pretty sure it was a Kings versus uh, Red Wings game. And I was like, who is this guy? And, uh, yeah, he's one of those guys. If you just watch the highlights, you're like, this guy mm -hmm. is an all-star. 
Yeah. Well, problem is there's more than just, you know, yeah. the odd highlight. There's the full game to be, to be played. But right. he's, he is dynamic and he is exciting to watch. And he does have a few big highlight real mm-hmm. goals uh, throughout the season. But it's it's the all-around game. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see where he lands. Uh, hopefully just I just want everyone to go to the Eastern Conference so we don't have to. <laughs> We don't have to face him going, you know, 90 miles an hour in every, you know, every other game. So that'd be, that'd be fine. Go, go to like Carolina or something. It's fine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've got a quick look at some, some free agents. I, I think the consensus is we should just get rid of the cap and be able to do whatever we want. And then the Kings would be unbeatable. So that that's, that's my suggestion for the league is. To... I, I, I think I, that would concern me though, with the, with the Vegas Golden Knights. I think oh, they, uh... they might, they might be willing to spend a lot more, get some investors in there. Uh, they've got some. Uh, get get rid of the cap for everyone but them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> they, they, since they have like decided to not play by rules, then when we change things, they do have to play by, by rules. Yeah, no, that, that'd be terrible. We, no, we don't need them to have any more, any more advantages than they already do. Um, this has been a fun look at what we've got available, who the Kings might be looking at. I think we're in agreement that they need more scoring, and that should come from finally getting Andre Kopitar, someone on his wing who can score, who isn't named Adrian Kempe. We've already figured out he can do it. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. Eddie, I'm glad we got to have this conversation today. We'll have you back again more before we uh, formally pass the baton uh, in July, we'll talk maybe trades. We'll see uh, what happens uh, with the Kings coming up as we get ready for the draft and free agency and all that great stuff. Uh, in the meantime, before uh, before we go, where can people find you online and uh, your work uh, with uh, sports reporting and radio and all that cool stuff? Well, if you're uh, listening to this and you're in the uh, Los Angeles area, you can hear me overnights on the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm a part of the Ben Maller show. There's also a morning, kind of a late night East Coast morning drive show I'm I'm on as well. But AM 570 LA Sports here in Los Angeles. You could also listen on the iHeart app. Uh, It's a a nationwide network, but again, locally, that's our affiliate. Um, I've got the Puck podcast that I do weekly. It's a weekly NHL recap show. And as you can see, you can can send me a message at Eddie on Fox on Twitter and be glad to connect with uh, all the Kings fans out there. Awesome. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at Right Said Sarah. The show's on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. Uh, so go follow along as we keep you up to date on all the coolest, latest, greatest Kings news that is out there. Uh, and of course, you can find this show wherever you get your podcasts, also on YouTube. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Eddie, for hanging out with me again uh, as we chat Kings. And uh, until next time, this has been Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs>